Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, August 2nd. And we had the Deshaun Watson news. Obviously fun and exciting. We'll talk about that. Not really fun, not really exciting, but exciting to get actual news. And we have a special guest today, special guest Tuesday, faux show. You know him well, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network. I've known him for a while. Good guy. Just He had just landed yesterday in Santa Clara for 49ers camp, and I inundated him with a million questions. He dominated the Kyler Murray story, so we talk about that. I think you'll like this. Enjoy it. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy everybody knows. I mean, he's been dominant for NFL Network yeah, for several years now. But this Kyler Murray story over the last, I don't know, what, 10 days, two weeks has been a beast for him. Ian Rappaport, a.k.a. Rap Sheet. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. What's going on? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. I'm, I'm basically reading NFL every day to try to understand what the heck to expect this season. And um, following you on social media after your Kyler Murray week, I'm, I'm sure you got a lot of uh, interesting stories to tell about that. Obviously, I would like to start with the Deshaun Watson stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Ian, this is just me, but I don't find this discussion super interesting at this point. It's been, what, 15 months of it? And, and, and now it's over, and he got six games, and... It's done, right? Or is there going to be another layer and there could possibly be more stuff happening? Um, I would not say it's over just yet. Oh, um, and I don't know when this is going to air, but um, within three days of uh, Monday, so I think by Thursday, the NFL needs to make a decision whether or not they appeal. If they appeal, then 
it goes to Commissioner Roger Goodell or his designee. So essentially the NFL appeals to the commissioner. Uh, and then a, a decision could come at any time as far as what the uh, like suspension is if he increases it. And then Deshaun Watson and the NFLPA likely takes him to federal court. And then it's just going to be battled out in the courts, kind of like Ezekiel Elliott was. And we've had some others like this as well. Um, Tom Brady was was another one. So it's today was on Monday was a big day. It was an important day. It was a consequential day. But I don't yet know if it means this is all over. And as far oh, as like the conversation, um, it's I've seen a lot of discussion and I'm not sure everyone actually I'm not sure how much anyone actually has paid attention to like what actually is going on. So it makes for a tough conversation. Very tough. Yeah. I mean, again, you hear 25 and civil lawsuits and then you're like 60 women, according to the New York Times and all this stuff. And I don't, you start to drill down on it. And it's just like, oh, gosh, well, it's a he said versus a lot of other people said. And I'd say it's just quick, just specifically, you know, obviously there are a lot of civil allegations, but what the NFL presented, they talked to more than 10 women. They presented the five they felt were most credible. One got thrown out um, because the NFL didn't talk to her directly. And so the NFL essentially presented the cases of four women. Um, and the judge found violations of the personal conduct policy, thus six games. But when we talk about 20 lawsuits, that's not material because that's not what was being considered. That's just one of the things I think that one of the sort of misconceptions of this whole thing. So basically this comes down to four, four women's allegations. And, you know, I read some of the report from, uh, that was presented on Monday and I don't know, Ian, I just, I walk away from it like, okay, six seems reasonable, but is, and again, not, not to put you on the spot. Do you feel like there will be an appeal and a push for more? And, and this is going to drag on. Um, the honest answer is I don't know don't. because there's so much that goes into the NFL appealing. There is one simply the fact that, you know, the NFL and the NFLPA jointly negotiated this disciplinary process, right? Mm -hmm. So if the first time it's used with a jointly appointed arbiter, the first time it's used, then the NFL appeals, you know, what does that mean for the entire <laughs> process? Yeah. Right. I think that's one thing. The other, another thing is, you know, the, the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson's people made a, a point during the hearing of bringing up several of the owners who have had their own indiscretions and the lack of punishment, what they perceived as a lack of punishment from some of these owners, right? Um, and how much does that get made extremely public if they sue in federal court? And then, you know, it's going to be, this is going to be debated in the media and the courts for months and months and months. Does the NFL want that? Do they do they want the cloud of Deshaun Watson hanging over the 2022 season? I mean, that's all we're going to be talking about. So, yeah, and, I, and, yeah. and, and he'll be playing because there'll yeah. be a stay of all this. So he'll be playing. So it's a lot of questions of what does the NFL want? And it feels like six games is, you know, not that many. The first four games are winnable without him because the schedule breaks pretty easily. If they're, Four and two, three and three. This is going to be a playoff team, and if they somehow get to five and one, you know, may, maybe we're talking about a Super Bowl contender in the AFC. And then you've got the cloud of, you know, a lot of the media. I, I don't want this to come off wrong, Ian, but a lot of the media like is like they want blood from Deshaun Watson. They're like, oh, it's got to be a year. Gotta go. Come on, look at these allegations. But I don't think they realize what you just pointed out is that this the NFL race basically boiled this down to four women. Well, I think. You know, it's it's first of all, it's tough for me to know what people want because I don't I don't see a lot of I don't read a lot of outrage on social media because I don't read a lot of social media comments. Smart, very smart. Um, <laughs> I see you know what some of the more prominent reporters want. Um, I understand it all. You know, I am. Uh, you know, I'm not sure my viewpoint honestly matters in this situation because there are certainly people who have been affected by this who have yeah. been unfortunately, victims whose voices are much, much, much more important than mine. I don't know anything that would have let anyone to be satisfied with this. Like, I don't know when, you know, it's all, I don't know when it would have been enough or what number would have been okay. I really have no idea. Um, yeah. And so it's tough to gauge kind of what people think. I just know um, 
at the end of all this, it has been 13 months. There's been two grand juries. Um, there's the civil loss, two grand juries that obviously declined to, to press charges, um, declined to indict, I should say. Um, it's been uh, Judge Sue Robinson, you know, coming up with the decision that she came up with six games based on the experiences of four women. You know, I don't know what fair is, but I just know this is what was decided in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very well said. But I do know that there's one person happy with this, even though you can't please everybody. One person happy that this came out, and that's Kyler Murray, who had the week from hell last week. And now he has obviously COVID and he's going to be on the shelf and his name's kind of back in the into orbit. But my gosh, I, just a total embarrassment for the Cardinals. Now, you did dominate this story. You know, um, I, I do have to ask, how on earth could they think that this putting this clause in, this alleged homework clause or whatever, how did they think that that would not get out and become like a big deal? Or did they know it would and they were ready for this? Because they sure yeah. as hell didn't act like it, Ian, when they turned tail like two days later. Yeah, I actually, I asked that question. And I think, you know, there, there's always... There's always a general, um, general, sort of public acknowledgement of like everything's going to be public. I mean, this is like people ask me about things all the time, like private life stuff, and just related to me. And I have no, not a lot of filter because I assume everything is public in life, right? Indeed, I just everything gets out. And so I think the Cardinals, when I called, and you know what you do is I found this clause out, and I called Eric Burkhardt, Kyle Murray's agent. I called the Cardinals. You want to get their feedback before you report something. So I called both sides and then both sides knew it was going to get out because if you put anything in a contract, anything, it is going to get out. And it's not, you know, it got out particularly fast, mostly because I was looking for the baseball clause and ended up with this clause in his contract, but everything comes out. And so I think they knew, I just don't know that anyone thought the reaction would be what it was. Well, I mean, again, I don't see why the Cardinals thought a reaction was bad. Like, um, listen, you have kids, right? They are on Mm -hmm. iPads. You know how long they're on iPads. You know what they're viewing, whether it's YouTube or they're playing games or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's pretty clear the Cardinals saw that Kyler Murray didn't do jack squat with his iPad last year. He can argue it all he wants, but it's very clear that they said, dude, he's not doing anything. We got to put a minimum, minimum of four hours there. And I don't see why they thought that this was... Like the reaction is going to be bad. So what? The quarterback needs to is is allegedly the last one in and the first one out. And I know Burkhart's not going to want to hear that. And I have defended Kyler uh, plenty, but the work ethic is clearly not there from Arizona's point of view. So why is this such a big deal? So let's fast forward this a little bit. Okay, we've talked about this for more than a week. It was a honestly fascinating story. I did yeah. not expect the reaction. I think you know from Kyler's standpoint. When he saw the clause, I'm sure he was kind of annoyed, but contracts are uncomfortable because they're negotiated. Usually when you get to the end of a big time extension, everyone's kind of frayed and like not really that happy, honestly, because the team usually pays more than they wanted. The player kind of gives didn't up a little more than he you know, didn't get the money he wanted. And there's all sorts of language. It's like, ah, I wish they didn't put this in. So I think from Kyler's standpoint, it was like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. I'll work. That's fine. And the team is like, we just want a little assurances because we're paying so much money, but I'm really curious what happens now. It has been a week more of debating Kyle Murray's work ethic, and it's been embarrassing for him. I'm sure it's been embarrassing for the team. I'm sure it's really honestly not been good for anyone. This has probably been a bad week for the Arizona Cardinals. If Kyler Murray didn't put the time in before and clearly someone thought something because this clause was in, yeah. Is this the thing that forces him to go, screw everyone, I will show you guys, and I'm going to work, and I'm going to win? And does this, does his, all of his flaws being called to the public, does this trigger something? That is kind of the thing I'm most interested in. Or, or does he go the opposite way, and he becomes defiant, and he refuses to do what they want him to do, and now the clause well, now is not there. Now you're talking about so- my children again. Yeah, no, kids. I know, Trust me, we're all dealing with kids who are being defiant. But, Ian, they gave him 130 mil guaranteed. It's like, and again, I, I, you, they don't have an option. You can't find franchise quarterbacks. But this agree. is a guy, Ian, who, you know, and not to knock him, but 
like ever since he stepped on a football field in high school, he's been utterly dominant. He did not lose a game in high yeah. school. Natural ability, just dominant. Gets to college yeah. and you know part-time starter at A&M instantly. You know, it ends up transferring, goes to Lincoln Riley system, and is dominant. And it's like number one pick, third year in the league. They get to the playoffs. Like everybody's gone. He's like, I don't really need to study. I'm that good. But to take the next step, I think we both agree. He, he's got to. He's got to get better as a as a quarterback, right? Well, if you look at the way that the last, well, really the last two seasons, I guess, have transpired, yeah. something has happened at the end of the season. I mean, let's just talk about this year. They were, I don't know, maybe the best team in football, right? Would you say for the first two months at least? They Seven and zero, yeah, yeah, in the conversation, right? Like, I think not. Not sure everybody believed it, but they were certainly winning. Something happened, and the really, really good teams will take their time, will be methodical, will plan it out. And then we'll figure you out by the end. And it's the same reason why teams sometimes go with two game plans in the Super Bowl. Because the best teams are the ones that are smartest and know how to attack you. So something was happening at the end of the season that led them to not be as successful. Does this change this? Did Kyler Murray not studying enough lead to this? Like, I have a million questions, but we are all going to find out. And that's yeah. what makes this so, so fun. You know, NFL teams are smart. And, you know, if you don't adapt and change, people are going to figure you out. I mean, and, yeah. you know, we could talk about Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman, um, Greg Roman and Colin Kaepernick. You know, these unique quarterbacks, they kind of, I hate to say it, figure them out to an extent. Now, uh, not to go too deep on Kyler, but, you know, no DeAndre Hopkins for six games. Mm-hmm. And... Brutal schedule, uh, the first like five or six or maybe eight games. What happens, Ian, if they open like two and five? Well, you paid the quarterback all the money. We don't. We got the homework issues behind the scenes. Do the Cardinals start leaking stuff to the how, media? How, like, how about if they start zero and one? What if Kyler? I don't. Zero and one's a bit strong. I'm just I mean, saying. <laughs> no. What? No. Let's like Kyler goes out and throws two interceptions the first week. Or, is is he going to get a question about the homework clause? I bet he will. <laughs> And that's what, and that's what's kind of yeah. frustrating about this from the Cardinals' standpoint. Now, if he goes out and wins, like I think, I think they are a talented team. I think they are really talented. So I think they're going to be fine. But you know, there's no way this is going away, and that's just kind of unfortunate for everyone. Uh, let me ask: Lamar Jackson's contract seems to be like nobody has anything on it because he doesn't have an agent, and the Ravens aren't leaking anything. Um, a, does this get done before the season? And B, is Lamar Jackson demanding a Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed contract? Um, first of all, I do think the Ravens would be willing to put forth a, the commitment, let's say, like that the Arizona Cardinals did with Kyle Lamar. Now, Lamar is better. He's been an MVP, so they should yeah. be. I'm just saying there is a baseline. There's plenty right. of room to get a deal done. Trying to figure out what Lamar wants has been difficult. Um, trying to figure out everything with Lamar has been difficult. Everything because he runs a tight ship. It's just his mom. Um, and there's a couple other people, but no one says anything. And this contract is going to be challenging. And I'm not saying they can't get it done, mm-hmm. but it's going to be challenging because at the end of the rainbow for him is the largest contract anyone's ever seen by a lot. And that would be if he goes fifth year option and two franchise tags, he'll be Kirk cousins, but an MVP. So, like, what will he make if he plays this out? I have no idea, yeah. but I bet he's done the numbers. And I bet you, he's figured yeah. it out. You know that somebody will give him big, big, big money. The way the Browns and said, he's great. Yeah, he's good. It, the same way the Browns said, you know what? We can't. We haven't figured out quarterback in forever. Let's just guarantee everything for Deshaun Watson. Is there? A, uh, listen, I'm not gonna. I shouldn't crowbar my Jets in here. My Jets haven't had a quarterback franchise guy forever. I thought it was Sanchez. I thought maybe Zach Wilson could be the guy. They're they're desperate enough. That are you would, out? Are you out on Zach Wilson? Man, no, no, no. I mean, listen, the schedule is brutal early, and Ian, you and I both know if they're like top five draft pick, that Zach Wilson's toast. Right? They're not. You can't give him more time. The problem is, then is the GM toast? Is the coach toast? I, I, I just don't think. Top five draft pick. Then there's perhaps some Woody Woody Johnson being back in the saddle will have some hard yeah. questions. But I just but you're I right, need to though. make you know I need to make the money Ian to to get a Jets ownership stake. I, I just have to. No, you don't want an ownership stake. You want to be the owner because an ownership stake sucks. <laughs> you just well, like unless you're in with the group. You know, I own that soccer team in Mexico. Um, and how we're, are you guys doing? 
we're playing really well. We were fourth uh, in the league, and then we lost over the weekend, so we're like eighth. But it's going well. Like, it's going great. And having a direct line to, like, the two primary guys who brought me in on the deal, like, it's cool. Like, we, we talk a little bit about players that we're interested in, and, like, it's pretty awesome. And, like, cool. in the NFL, I cannot imagine how great that would be, you know? Now, obviously, they're not going to yeah. be a Jason McIntyre guy who had a blog and is now at FS1. Like, sorry, I'm not taking your input on CJ Stroud. Um, but if you've got some interesting information, you know, um, that maybe other people don't have, yeah, they, there's some value there. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This Lamar's thing is is fascinating because, I don't know, the, the fact that it's not done yet leads me to believe maybe he doesn't stick around forever? I mean, it, it would only be in three years. It would be after this season and two more. Oh, and, like, right. yes, somebody – because it would be franchise tag, franchise tag. Some, and somebody would pay him because he is a great quarterback. And you're right, as we were with Deshaun Watson – if one becomes available, almost regardless of whatever else is going on, someone, or in this case, four teams, and probably more with Watson, not probably, I know more with Watson, would be willing to pay for it. And so that's why I think this is a hard deal because Lamar knows that at the end of the rainbow, there is endless money. Yeah. Endless. It's weird because I know a lot of people are shouting, listening to this podcast right now, he's going to get hurt, he's a running quarterback. And then you look, he's been running for three years. Has he been hurt? He was hurt at the end of last year. That was the first time. But, but I it was on a know. sack. He wasn't, like, running in the open field. Right. I was going to say, like, I don't even know that – Do I mean, is there actual evidence that a, like, running, quote-unquote, running quarterback is more susceptible to injury? I mean, I just listened to this fantastic Andrew Luck podcast that Zach Kiefer did. Have you listened to that? I heard about it, but I haven't listened. Is it good? You should listen to it. It's so, so, so cool. Is I mean, Luck they, talk to him? Uh, he talked to Luck for 90 minutes off the record, but you could tell that a lot of the info is from, like, there's a lot of, like, here's what Andrew Luck was thinking during this time, but he doesn't quote him. Wow, so Andrew Luck has really gone dark. What is he doing, by the way, now? Do you have any idea? I mean, I think he's reading and traveling and hanging with his kids. <laughs> he's, having, he's really rich. He doesn't Extremely get hit anymore. Wealthy. He's got a great life. Yeah, gosh. Oof, he's living the nice. dad life, except he doesn't have to go to work anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but anyway, like, but Andrew Luck was a pocket quarterback and had so many injuries that he had to retire. Like, I don't, I'm not even sure that, like, Russell Wilson almost never gets injured and he runs as much as anyone. Knows how to slide, yeah. And uh, now, yeah. Andrew Luck, I remember, I think he was like lowering his shoulder against defenders. Remember that? Yeah, all, di- all of that. All of that. Yeah, yeah, Lamar is not, Lamar ain't doing that. All right. Uh, you are in Santa Clara for 49ers camp. I feel like the 49ers are kind of maybe one of the top three most fascinating teams this year because I'm not a believer in Trey Lance. We'll see. Shanahan has made some incredible stuff out of mediocre quarterbacks. I just wonder, man, like what? how badly will this go sideways on Shanahan and Lynch if they are like, you know, two and four, two and five, Lance is struggling, and they were a dropped interception away from playing in the Super Bowl last year? I will need to see it to believe it because I remember Nick Mullins going out there on national TV and being so good. I'm like, how did no one else? Yeah. How did nobody draft Nick Mullins? Like, yeah. The 49ers are so well coached. They're so well coached that even if Trey Lance isn't what he kind of needs to be early on, I'm not even sure that they struggle that much. So that much, I don't know. Really? I, I mean, even if he takes because the defense is gonna be really good, D'Amico Ryan's is a really good coordinator, they got all sorts of talent, a lot of talent. Um, so but you saw if, them in, in limited time last year for Lance. I think he had like 81 pass attempts, and like he, he didn't play the year prior. And like, uh, Ian, I'm just saying, for this I think even if he's not good enough at the beginning, I think. Everything else is good enough where they will stay afloat until he catches up. That is what I think. Hmm. Um, I, quickly to go back to Lamar Jackson. Uh, this is a tough one, but how, like, I'm just curious, how do you handle, usually, you know, obviously you talk to teams, you talk to agents, mm-hmm. but I, I am curious when a player of Lamar Jackson's caliber doesn't have an agent, how do you as a media member handle that? Because I'm sure if Lamar Jackson's mom sees something out there, she's going to jump on social media and say, that's not true. You got to come to the source. Uh, like she doesn't, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't talk to anyone as far as I can tell. Seriously. Never doesn't return calls. Doesn't even make an effort. I mean, I don't know if it's making an effort. I think it's silence is better than speaking. Cause if you know, if you're going to deny everything, then you spend your life denying everything. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I, I guess your question to answer your question, it's very difficult. It is extremely difficult. And, Would you say it's frustrating or not really? Because eventually somebody's going to have the goods from Lamar Jackson. Maybe the mom told somebody in the church. I mean, congregation it's, frustrating. Like, it's frustrating to me, but yeah. you know, he doesn't work for me. So he doesn't owe me yeah. anything. Yeah. You, you know, like it, 
like and this i think people were sort of offended that he didn't have an agent and like it was all sorts of stuff about like, oh, he's just got his mom. Remember this out of the draft process? He's got yeah. his mom handling stuff. He doesn't know what's what. Like, he doesn't uh, work see, for us. Yeah. We don't get to decide like who his inner circle is. I don't get to understand why he doesn't have an agent. That's just that's what works for him. It's frustrating to me, but like he doesn't care what's frustrating to me. So mm-hmm. like, you know, he's always going to be different. It's always going to be a challenge, but he's still an unbelievably elite talent. Um, on the spot question, and Ian, listen. Obviously, you are a big time deal uh, reporter, TV, all that fun stuff. But are the Seattle Seahawks tanking with Drew Locke and Geno Smith starting a quarterback con- competition? Be honest. Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> I think they think they're going to be better than people think. Based on what? They have no talent on defense. The offensive line is a joke. And all they've got is a couple of receivers. What do they think Drew Locke is just going to chuck it and duck it? I mean, like, is that the offense? First of, all, first of all, I don't know that Drew Locke is going to win the job. I think he could, but wow. your boy Gino could win the job. Jeez. Um, yeah, come on. Oh, my but, gosh. So yes, I'm reading right now. Gino Smith has continued to take all of Seattle's first team reps in the first four yeah. camp practices. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, look, to, to, answer, to answer your question <laughs> – to answer your question, I do not think they are tanking, but I do think they are being sort of fiscally responsible. Like what mm. they're not going to do, no offense, what they're not going to do is what the Jets did before that Fitzpatrick year where they won 10 games. What year was that? Felt like forever 16, ago. Was, yeah. 15, whatever it is. Um, where they're going to throw money at things and be just good enough to make the wild card or miss the playoffs. Like they're going to build the right way. They're going to be fiscally responsible. They're going to try to find a quarterback, and if they don't have one now, then they got more than enough draft picks to go in next year. So I don't think they're tanking, but I don't think they're being fiscally irresponsible either. Give me a like a hot take on a team here. Where is Ryan Tannehill quarterbacking week one, 2023? Um, my guess is the Titans. What? Uh, what? What? So why draft a, uh, a quarterback? And it looks like he's going into the, the season. In the third round. In the third round, knowing that if they cut him after June of next year, they save like $27 million or some insane yeah, number but, like that. Yeah, but then they still need a quarterback. Oh, so they reboot with the new guy. Uh, is it Willis? Yeah. What if he's not good enough? Then they're like every other team without a quarterback where you just spend your life trying to search. Like, look, I know Ryan Tannehill is not exactly a world beater, Certainly good enough to get deep into the playoffs, but I will say the same thing as I, I'll, I'll say the same thing as I said with Seattle when we weren't sure if they were going to trade Russell Wilson. Who is going to be your quarterback? It's the only thing that matters in this whole game. Who is your quarterback? And I don't know the well, answer to that. I think it, if they cut him. If you're in the Tennessee front office, like, wait, how much money are we going to pay this guy? Because we did have a deep run in the playoffs. I think there was a game against New England where he threw the ball like seven times or ten times or something insane. They just rode Derrick Henry to glory. And then last year we were the number one seed, and he vomited all over himself at home against the Bengals. In, yep, in, uh, in three well. picks, he was abysmal. I mean, the guy lost a playoff game when he led 10 nothing against Lamar Jackson, I believe. Lamar Jackson's only playoff comeback. Um, yeah, I, like I, I'm looking at the, the run to the a- a- AFC title game. Against New England and Baltimore, he completed, Ian, a total of 15 passes for 160 yards in two games. Not that's not, a, that's not your quarterback. It is a big year for him. I will definitely agree on that. Um, he's also getting older. So, you know, you get to your mid-30s. You think about things every year, I'm sure. Um, I'm just – he's played well enough where I think they can have enough confidence. And, and look, they know they got to run the ball. They know Derek Henry – I mean, they, you know – they got to be what they are, mm-hmm. but it is a big year for Ryan Tannehill. I would agree with that. Better in their new spot this year, Carson Wentz in Washington or Matty Ice in Indy? Uh, Matty Ice. I was there a couple of days ago in Indy. I thought he looked really good. And it, it, I, he looked right like he always does, like regular. And it really made me wonder, like, what was I watching last year? Like, was he really getting worse? Was he getting older or – did the team just not was the team just not good? Which I think is probably right because I'm not so sure that we've seen him regress. I think just the team around him wasn't as good. Like I oh, think he's gonna. Yeah. I, 
I think Indy's going to have a really good year, and I think he's going to be a big reason why. I kind of want to bet them to get the number one seed in the AFC. In I mean, the payout would be big. Now a lot of things would have to happen, but that division's terrible. But sell me on the Colts receiving group. I, I like Pittman. I don't know about Paris Campbell. I've never heard of Alex Pierce. Um, the, the rest of the guys, like, where's T.Y. Hilton? Uh, what's going on? I can't, who the hell is Matt Ryan going to throw to? Or is he just going to hand off every down? Um, I, no. If he handed off every down, you could do worse. <laughs> you, you could do worse. Jonathan Taylor is very good. Um, it is a very Ballard receiving core. Um, they are diverse. They are interesting. Alec Pierce is actually kind of he's, – he's a rookie, so who knows. But he's tall and he's kind of lanky and he's pretty fast and he can go up and get it. Like, he looks – I thought he looked pretty good. You know, Paris Campbell and Pittman, like, there's definitely potential there, especially if they stay healthy. Is there a number one in there? I don't know. But definitely to me, with considering the, the efforts the teams are going to have to make to stop Jonathan Taylor, I think there's more than enough to be good there. And I think the defense is going to be really good. Really uh, I forgot, uh, you know, Matt Ryan had that crappy O-line in Atlanta. He goes in his left tackle is someone named Matt Pryor. Uh, right. That was an issue last year, left tackle. And now you're talking about a sixth-round pick from 2018. I don't have the PFF numbers in front of me, but I'm going to go ahead and guess they're not spectacular. Um, that's going to be an issue. Right. That's going to be an issue, right? Unless a kid, yeah. Ray- Raymond, starts, the, the the guy they drafted from Central. I, I don't think Raymond will start. My, I would expect him to filter in and maybe start by the end, but I don't think he'll start. So there are some left tackles available, right? I mean, there you know there Who's are there? there's there's Eric Fisher who played for them last year, played okay. Um, the, uh, coming off the Achilles. Yeah, there's Dwayne Brown still unsigned. He's out there, so there are some potential options. Hmm. There's Dillard, uh, who the Eagles, for the right oh, price, gosh. would be open to trade. <laughs> he hey, hey, so Dillard played good. well last year in his little oh, stint. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Played well. <laughs> I love I, uh, Who's his agent, Ian? <laughs> uh, Come his on, agent dude, is – hold on. There's no way you know I, I, a, a, a random Ryan, tackle. I think, I think Ryan Tolner is his agent, if I had to remember oh, correctly. Good point, I, that's what man. I think. Wow. I didn't think you had that there. Is that right? Hold on. I, I have no idea. Uh, I think that's um, right, actually. I think, I think Ryan and Bruce Tolner are his agent. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If I told you my Super Bowl was Chargers-Vikings, your reaction is? I can see that. Vikings are talented, man. Wow. Vikings are talented. I'm I'm drinking the Kevin O'Connell red wine or juice or whatever you want to call it. I I just have a feeling. I think Zimmer kind of held him back. Yeah. I mean, you know, and the – not only did Zimmer hold them back, by the end, his defense wasn't good. And, like, when a guy is so negative, everyone's just like, ugh. Uh, and Kevin is the opposite. He's a great guy. He's a McVay uh, guy. Yeah. He's a McVay guy, former uh, former Jet, I believe. Um, oh, that's – woo, jeez. Definitely spent some time on the Jets. Definitely yes, he did. Definitely spent some time on the Jets. Um, um, he, there is and, – and, you know, when Cousins had him in Washington, played really well. I just think overall they are talented. So, like, if the quarterback plays a little bit better, I think they're going to be in the mix. Huh. All right, we'll, we'll start to wrap up here. I know nobody likes answering these questions, especially high-profile people such as yourself. But let's like do over, overrated, underrated. Uh, Patriots, okay. the most overrated team in the AFC. Uh, Josh McDaniels leaves Mac Jones. Skill position players are bad. They were not able to plug any holes in the offseason because they spent, like, drunken sailors last offseason. Patriots most overrated team in the AFC. And if if it's not, tell me who is. Uh definitely underrated. Um I think everyone expects the Patriots to be not as good this year because of the coaching situation and all of that. Uh and that they, you know, they lost Josh and whatever and they have Bill Belichick, they're going to be fine. So I would say Patriots are underrated. Woof. So, is that a hot uh, take? I don't think that's a hot take. Not, no, that's not at all. It's disappointing, actually, but nevertheless. Yeah, no. uh, so who would you say is overrated in the AFC? It could be a unit, a coach, a player, a quarterback, to a tongue of Iloa, if you want to say. Um, uh, I'm leading the witness right there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, see, exactly. I, I, Nobody likes this. Nobody likes being put on the spot. Um, no, all right. it's just the over... I just have a hard time gauging the public view because I never know what people think of anything. Yeah, and then That's somebody funny. aggregates it, and then your bosses are going to be yelling at you. Um, and, and then well, you feel bad. Myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll go with. By the way, this Dallas Cowboys injury, Ian, to Washington. That's not a. That's not like a small thing. Their receiving yeah. room. Gallup is not going to be there. I'm told until yeah. at least Halloween. Uh, and now you're. So now you're looking at CD. No, I think. I, before I don't then? think you're right on that. I think it'll be a little bit earlier, but he probably won't be himself until Halloween. I would say. So but I don't know. I mean, that, this is a guy who I'm not sure he would have made. The, I mean, 
would have been in the mix to be one of their back end receivers. Probably would. Okay, have been so so you first week, first offensive play, you know, besides handing off to Ezekiel Elliott, who who are the receivers? C.D. Lamb and Jalen Tolbert, the rookie. Noah Brown. I mean, are you serious? Probably Tony Pollard on the field as well. I would, I would I guess. Hope so. Not yeah. a receiver, but still. Fantasy, fantasy tip there from you. Tony Pollard was gold for me last year. I love that guy. Yeah, he's gold um, for me too. And Dalton Schultz is good, but at, between the offensive line and just questions at receiver, and um, I'm not a firm I think believer. The Cowboys are gonna be, I think the Cowboys are going to be really good. Really? really? Like Super yeah. Bowl good? or I think like like they were last game, I mean, they'll have to win games. Like That playoff game was not good, but I think, and I think CeeDee Lamb is going to be, you know, one of the top receivers, like yeah, really top know. receiver in the NFL. Okay, so let me say, Amari Cooper was the number one last year. I, I, I mean, I don't, I, Lamb might have been better, but Cooper attracted most of the top uh, defensive backs. Now, CD Lamb got more targets, but I have to look that up. Go ahead. Yeah, now CD Lamb is going to be facing all number one defensive backs, and with no other receiver that throws any scare into you. You can kind of bracket him and double him and really just throw the kitchen sink at Lamb and be like, all right, well, Zeke Elliott's not beating us. Uh, Dak has shown no inclination to run last year. He barely ran at all. Uh, I, I, you could see more Dak runs this year. He's, he looks good. He's in good shape, like no injury. Like I think you could see more Dak runs. But I would say if Zeke Elliott has a rebound season, if he's healthy, last year wasn't healthy at all. If he's healthy, the run game will take care of all that. If he's not – then they have problems. That if they cannot run the ball, they have problems. And they're going to have to be a throwing team. And I'll be curious if they have the weapons. If they can run the ball, none of this is an issue. All right. Uh, second and last question. What week is Mitchell Trubisky, who's taken all the number one snaps, benched for either Mason Rudolph or the picket fence? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, listen, uh, he, this is I funny. Can't, there's no way that's his nickname. No, no, I just, I just made that up. I mean, come on, I just threw that out there. But, Ian, I, I went looking, for, and I said this on yesterday's podcast, I went looking for Trubisky's stats last year on the PFF database. I'm like, oh, wait, Did he where play? is he? He didn't play, right? He, was he injured? I'm like, what the hell? Oh, he was the backup in Buffalo. I totally forgot. He was that irrelevant. So he went from starting, maybe a franchise guy in Chicago, petering out, injured. Next thing you know, he's in Buffalo as a backup, and he's your starter on a playoff team with a really good defense? Well, he was he was on he was the starter of a playoff team. When, five years the ago, double doink. Yeah, like, come on. I'm just saying, he was literally. I, a I do of a love player. your optimism, it, it, dude. It's like when this people is... will be like, "Can you believe that Baker Mayfield could lead a team to a playoffs?" I'm like, he literally did it two years ago. Yeah, like, he did that. That that's a little different. Uh, all right, fine. We'll close out with this. Give me a percentage chance that the Rams can repeat. I got my my, uh, son plays basketball in a summer league, and the referee, you know, some of these guys know me, and the referee's like, "So Jay, what do you think Rams can can we can we repeat?" And and this is right in front of like my my mom's in town and like my son, and then the guy walks away, and my son goes, "It's one of my dad's fans," just like laughing. Uh, And and the guy's a Rams fan. I mean, he may listen to the pod. I don't know, but odds. that was weird. That I just threw that in there as a flex, and I gosh, that's going to sound terrible. May it have to is. edit that out. Um, can the Rams repeat? They can. It's very challenging. It's very difficult. Very, very, very difficult. Because, and it's not just that you have to win all the requisite games. It's that the off season's shorter. Everyone has celebrated you. It is so hard to come from all the way from the bottom and climb the mountaintop again. To do it after everyone's like they all everyone got rich, right? And Sean McVay and, and Leslie don't have contracts yet, but I'm sure they will at some point. Aaron Donald got rich, Cooper Cup got rich, Matthew Stafford got rich, richer. They all were rich anyway, but they got richer. And like to have that elite, elite, elite drive to get to the Super Bowl again, I'm not saying it can't be done. It is extremely difficult. Extremely yeah. difficult. I, I I know they their offense will be good. I just wonder losing Whitworth on the line. Anyways, I've kept you too long. Ian Rappaport, I knew you. I mean, I still see Ian at like Super Bowl week, and you know he'll maybe talk to me for a few seconds in between signing. Oh my! Hey, you're the um, famous one. Hardly. Um, but uh, it, it's good to talk to you, man. To catch up, I uh, I still remember when you got hit by a football on TV, and it, it was like a huge. Deal. My kids saw that. They were like, "Wow, that's wild! Why'd they throw the football at that guy?" 
I was like, dude, listen, I know this guy. He's a buddy. That was one of my first viral moments. Not my last. Yeah. Wow. One of my first. I like how you just slid that in there. All right, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network. Um, uh, just a legend right now, breaking news. C- keep up the good work, dude. Thanks, man. Good hanging with you. I appreciate the time. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.